0: So today, in American conversations, we have Dan Cox, who's running for governor of Maryland. Dan, welcome on election day.
1: Thank you, Christine. It's an honor to be back
0: on your show. So, uh, what are you hearing? I, you know, the last days of an of an of, of any kind of election, there's always some dirty stuff going on. It's always a drop before the weekend. So, have, has anything happened to you in your campaign?
1: Well, you know, it's just the same run of the mill uh, attempts to try to tie me to the Democrat Governors Association. But I can tell you, Christine the actual truth of the matter is the same exact wording from the kelly schultz attack ads are basically what being are, are what being are what are, are being run by the democrats so you see kelly saying dan can't win in the fall he's too conservative and now the democrats are saying you know dan's too conservative for maryland it's the same messaging and it's and it's false and they poured four million dollars to do this and instead we're running ahead it's exciting why because maryland wants their freedom back they do not want the you know, international globalists like the World Health Organization to take charge of their physical bodies and to require jab for jobs anymore. We're going to get rid of that in Maryland. I'm going to do that on day one. We're going to make sure that once again, that our parents are back in charge, that they can have a stake in their education of their children and not have this behind their backs indoctrination and politicizing that's going on uh, with both the CRT and gender indoctrination. And we're going to also make sure that our economy is back where people can live here in Maryland. I mean, it's it's so sad to see so many great people having left this state in the last eight years alone, about 250,000 net Marylanders have left for uh, places that have lower taxes, more cash, and uh, better opportunities. And so we need to make sure that Maryland once again is a great and free state and we can do that tomorrow.
0: Well, the you know the the, the crazy part about this and, and I haven't quite figured out why is it that you know Larry Hogan, and Schultz are so, you know, they have their sights on Davos. What is that all about?
1: Well, there's a lot of money. I think it's all about money. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to say, but when you look at Maryland's uh, trade, we have uh, during the lockdowns, when Kelly Schultz joined with Hogan, stood by his side and wrote the non list, locked down the right. state of Maryland, we had thousands of small businesses shut down. But at that same time, she was inking deals with international corporations, with international countries such as Quebec, Canada, uh, Switzerland, all these other places. I think it was um, just uh, atrocious really that while our businesses were shut down, we were doing more business globally. And you know, I, I'm not against uh, free trade, obviously I'm a free trade person, but we have to make sure that uh, Maryland and that the United States is protected first, that our businesses can actually compete, that we don't have to go toe-to-toe constantly with these international globalists that we see with the WEF and the WHO that, that come in and try to take over our industries. We see it right now on the Eastern Shore with our watermen. We have great generational watermen and farmers. And what do we have that they're competing against? They're competing against the CCP and other international influences coming in with these big multi-billion dollar businesses trying to buy the industry. And and really eradicate our way of life, uh, the way we've had it for so many years. So that's going to change. We're going to make sure we stand up for our uh, our Maryland businesses and make sure Maryland is free. And we can do it. This is the old line state. This is where 400 Marylanders stood up against 10,000 British and said, "No, we're going to keep our
0: freedoms." So so <clears throat> the day before the election, what are the, what are the numbers? What are you hearing um, from the the internal numbers that you guys have, Dan?
1: looking very good i mean i want everybody to get out and vote tomorrow that believes in our values and our freedom they need to make their voices heard at the polls this is it if we lose tomorrow uh the likelihood of maryland going the direction of continued lockdowns continued control over our health is not a a possibility it is a probability it's a fact they've already planned it with this global pandemic prevention center that kelly schultz helped found in rockville it's um Talk about that,
0: Dan. A lot of people don't know about that. Talk about that center.
1: Well, it's a problem because it not only focuses on equity and inclusion for globally, uh, you know, global based um, business, but it it zeroes in on our health and tracking health in the so-called attempt to prevent the future pandemic. The problem with this is it's going to uh, cause us to lose our health our. That is going to be put on a QR code vaccine type passport. And when you know some of my uh, Kelly folk detractors say, oh, that's not true, it is true. You can go and look it up myirmobile.com. This is right. not a conspiracy theory. This is something that uh, she found with the Gates Foundation right there in Rockville. You can look at their goals online. It's wrong. It's the wrong direction for Maryland. Wrong direction for America. So I want all of your it's listeners. Wrong. It's the wrong
0: direct, It's the wrong direction for the world and for the audience it's out there. We did, I did an interview yesterday with one of the people that's uh, part of the Fauci circle, and they yeah. they really live in a lot of fear, and they, they they believe that this is a pandemic that it is with us, and we're going to have to stay with it. Um, there's a piece in Politico this morning. Talking about Fauci's thinking, oh no, that we're going to have to live with this. You know, uh, these people need to get over it, uh, and and they need to stop hunting for all these coronaviruses. They need to stop creating the situation that they have created, and we need to stop a- acting as if you know some lunatics are in, in charge of the world. That that is that this is a problem. And people need to understand this is not conspiracy. They do want to have us all on these cue cards. They want to have everybody, you know, triple boost boosted, and they believe in seasonal vaccinations, mRNA. They believe that this that you cannot live unless you are boosted many, many times.
1: Right, and this is a false notion. We have lived for, you know, thousands of years, and our natural immunity is the best path forward. That's why immunizations were invented was to realize that. You know our natural systems are what need to be encouraged and supported, not overcome. And instead, it's turned into this global industry of billions and billions of dollars. Literally, every time they create a new fear tactic, they are, they get another billion dollars. I mean, it's become such a cash cow, living on people's fear, and it's wrong. It's got to stop. Oh, it's stop. it's
0: an ATM. There's there's, there's <laughs> no there's absolutely no doubt about it. So Dan, let, let's uh, what are you going to do in the next 24 hours? You gave all your kids out there on the campaign trail with you?
1: We are having fun, you know, it's my son's birthday today, so we had a little breakfast with the the kids and the family and and we are hitting the campaign trail hard today. I've been on four or five radio shows in the last 72 hours. Uh, Today is no different, we're going hard forward. And it's exciting because all the volunteers are deployed right now across the state. They're handing out literature, the last bits of literature. They're preparing their bags for the polls tomorrow. And so tomorrow uh, with, Possibly some media intel that I'm, I'm told they're going to try to shadow us. Uh, my wife and I are going to tour the state um, throughout various key polling loca- locations throughout the state. So it's exciting. And then we're going to end up, uh, God willing, back at our victory party. And you're invited and everyone's invited. You can go on our our website and, and see the link to get your free ticket for that. But it's going to be exciting. We've already got 250 to 300 people coming. Um, we've got the media uh, just about every Uh, Maryland-based television station is probably going to be there and it's going to be an event where we tell the world and where we tell Maryland and where we tell the nation that this lockdown craziness is over, that the Maryland people are standing up for their own freedoms, that we're going to make sure that parents are back in charge. This is a winning thing that goes across all party lines where people want their, their health freedom, they want their children protected. That's our campaign messaging. That's what we promised to do and we see it was a winner in Virginia and it's going to be a winner here in Maryland.
0: Do you, th- do you think that um, those people that are supporting Kelly, the, the, some of the establishment, the Republican establishment, do you think that they're doing it, Dan, because they they think they're going to get, get a new job in her administration?
1: <laughs> well, you know, a lot of the people that she has helping her, if they're not paid staff by her campaign, which, by the way, Christine, she has paid over $1 million to her campaign staff. It's right, they've run a lackluster campaign. Um, and, wow. you know, our, our campaign is just running them off their feet. I'm so glad for that. But we are nowhere near paying our, our team uh, anything close to that. And it's because we believe in these issues. And so when you look at, the, you know, some of the people that are helping her are currently employed by the governor. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, four or five of them that attack me every day online, you look up their jobs, they're actually working in the Hogan administration. Because it really is a you know a a question on his leadership of how he became very um, overreaching and oppressive, literally arresting people if they left their homes, creating a snitch line on Thanksgiving, if we happen to uh, spy yeah. a neighbor, you know having more than ten people, you know over for turkey. I mean, really, that's that's how far we came. Uh, that's wrong. We're changing it now tomorrow night, and we ask for everyone to get out tomorrow and vote. So.
0: Uh- <clears throat> what has she been doing this, this week? Is she, she, she campaigning behind you?
1: Somewhat, somewhat. You know, <laughs> I'm on the radio, and the next thing I hear, is she's on the radio. She won't debate me in public, <laughs> Christine.
0: And uh, that but- is that's kind of interesting. You know, you know, if someone want to do an interview with the media, then why are they afraid? But if they don't want to do a debate with their their you know their counterpart, what is right. that all about? Well, she doesn't
1: want to face her record. I mean, we've talked about her record and she won't uh, face me to debate it. And the one time we were on a debate together, a forum uh, was a Democratic forum and a a joint Republican Democratic forum called Bethesda Beat. But it was virtual. I mean, really, it was virtual. And sadly, that was the best we got for the entire campaign. And she left early and she couldn't take the heat. I stayed through the end with all the Democrats answering all the questions. It, It turned out very well for us. But you know, she could not answer the basic questions of what is her vision and how is it that on her watch, for instance, uh, not only were the state that did the state board of education pass down these regulations and did she close down and lock down her businesses, but think about this: they spent every tax increase that O'Malley gave us, those 42 tax increases that all of Maryland rejected. They were supposed to come back to the people and to say, "Look, we can do better. We don't have to." Overbloat the budget. We can send a lot of this back to the people. That didn't happen. They spent every dime. And now we have inflation like never before because they poured billions of dollars back into the economy after shutting it down. They were panicking to try to help these businesses that they destroyed. I'm told, Christine, it's like over 200 restaurants in Maryland are closed forever. Wow. Uh, you know, some of them historic. I mean, one in Baltimore City had been there for 110 years. So, this is major. It's important that we discuss this, whether it was the right path. There were great states that did not approach it that way. They said, look, you know, there's there's a virus going around. Here's some options. Here's how you can take care of yourself. Here's how we're going to help you do that, but it's your choices, and we're not going to lock the state down. Those states actually made out much better than Maryland. I mean, you look at Maryland, we're up there with one of the worst states where, where our economy is bad. Our health care was bad. In fact, the the death rate is is one of the highest in the nation up there with new york um it's just an atrocious disaster and then when you had the right to try act that president trump signed totally set aside by the governor literally telling marylanders that they could not try prophylactic treatments that Mm -hmm. killed people i had a constituent who was a um, an iraqi war veteran his wife and he asked for the prophylactics they wanted ivermectin they wanted hcq and specifically, uh, they asked for the monoclonal antibodies because Governor DeSantis was talking about them and people were getting better. They were denied two days after the governor took his monoclonal antibodies. That was just egregious. That's what's happened. We need to change that and make sure it never happens again. And uh, sadly, none of the Democrats are are on board with this either. They're absolutely supporting the lockdown approach. They're absolutely supporting the rationing of health care we have got to get back to a freedom approach that says, no, we're going to have civil rights. We're going to make sure the constitution applies.
0: Well, not only that, but the public needs to understand that we, Todd Wood, my colleague and I have, have interviewed just a lot of, of I've lost the number in my head, but I mean, a lot of people who were backs injured. And not only do we know that ivermectin was good for people when they got uh, COVID early, we have found because these, vax, these people are vax injured, they have actually resorted to using ivermectin and it's helped even the vax injured. So I, this is this is serious stuff. When you say lockdown and mask, if, if you don't win, Dan, I would predict that in Maryland, again, we're gonna have lockdown and mask because there's a lot of people in the Fauci orbit that are still talking like that. And you're absolutely correct because the, the people do not think this is real. This is real. This is what they're thinking about. This is yeah. this isn't over in their heads. It's never going to be over. It's going to be more boosters. It's going to be more masks, and it's yes. it's it's very very serious for people, and especially if you have little kids, um, because they're they're coming after they're coming after those babies. They want to get this. They want to make this a, a seasonal, like the yeah. seasonal flu, but they're gonna they're gonna combine the, um, the flu with the COVID in an M. R. A.
1: And they wouldn't. It's, it's I was working to stop the vaccine oversight committee, the vaccination of the COVID vaccine in order to go to public school. This was a major issue last year. I talked to the chair of the committee, Senator Rosa pep, and I told him at the end of the session towards the end or at some point we uh, he came and wanted to have a beer with me so we sat down I said sure let's let's talk and he said uh, you know I told him I said by the way thank you for not forcing all the parents and children to have the uh, experimental jab in order to go to to school and he said oh but I want to do that and I said I know you do I know you do senator but you listen to the outcry which I was part of 50,000 parents Lobbied him and said, "No, you're not," and and so you did not pass that bill. And he said, "Well, we we want to do that." Those were his words. It's coming if we don't continue to demonstrate that it is a absolute losing strategy. Then it is coming, and parents uh, should be aware of that. So yeah, it's
0: corruption, Dan. It's it's a pay to play. It's the pharma industry after everybody, and it's in the in the pharma lobbying in Maryland is is as tight as it is in Washington right. D.C. It's just the numbers are a little bit lower. And it's like that way in most states and most state houses across the country. What are you you hearing in in terms of uh, your demographics and your supporters out there?
1: So we were the only governor's campaign across the state of Maryland that uh, were able to muster volunteers 7 to 8 p.m. during every single early voting day. It was fantastic, it was fabulous. We had tents at all the sites. We had people there rotating their schedules. Uh, my my daughter, Patience Faith, is the campaign manager and the field director. She's done a phenomenal job. She's a college graduate. She's an America First patriot. Uh, she, she is working amazingly. And, you know, God willing, it looks very good. The demographics show that we are poised to win tomorrow night. And a lot of people are nervous. Well, well, they're going to steal the election again, you know, like they did with Trump. Um, it's, it's looking good. If we flood the polls, what I tell people is this. If you get everybody to go vote in the primary, and sadly, we only have a 20, 25% turnout sometimes in the Republican primary, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really? Come on, this is America. If you really do believe these things, which our polling shows 86% of the Republican party believes what we're talking about. Well, then we need to have 86% turnout and vote. That will be an overwhelming flood the polls strategy. That'll be very hard for anybody to cheat. So I'm thinking we're looking very good We've seen the early vote numbers come back, Christine, and uh, our strongholds are, are throughout the entire state in every in every county and, and even Baltimore City. So all 24 jurisdictions are strong for us. But interestingly, the places that are on fire the most had sometimes uh, four to five, even six times the turnout in early voting in the Republican early voting days. And that's very telling when you have those same areas not normally voting early because republicans like to vote on one day the election day Mm -hmm. and so they're just fed up they're ready to come out and vote and it looks like they've done so and they're going to do so tomorrow we're hearing that the the turnout for our base is going to be very strong and that's exciting so it looks good we're not taking anything for granted we're we're running straight through the finish line and we ask everybody to get out there and help their friends vote
0: Right, and and so Dan, the one thing that happened in May, uh, Hogan signed a bill so that the re- results will be known tomorrow night, as he he said he to change it instead of counting the mail-in votes early. Mm-hmm. He, he passed it. He signed a bill that said they're not going to do it. So we're not going to get to know the results tomorrow night. We're only going to have you know, an indication. But they're talking about mail-ins that maybe is, instead of 30,000, in the last go around, there might be a half a million.
1: Well, let, let me explain that. Um, so the Democrats are going to have more of a problem than the Republicans. The Democrats have 400,000 uh, and change uh, mail-in ballots that are out there. I don't know how many have been turned in as of today, but I can tell you the Republicans only have 84,000 mail-in ballots and uh, half of those have been turned in. So we're not gonna have an issue, I don't believe, tomorrow night. I mean, it certainly could be. If it's a close race tomorrow night, uh, then we still have 40,000 or or 30,000 ballots outstanding that haven't been turned in by 8 p.m. Then yeah, we're gonna have to, you know, hope uh, to get those counted in the next uh, 10 days um, about that law though, I voted against that law and, and Hogan uh, vetoed it. Um, interestingly, he smears me and calls me a conspiracy theorist by questioning uh, the fact that there's no signature verification in the voting process for mail-in ballots. That's what he's been doing for two years since the, the 2020 election, calling me a cons- calling me all these kinds of names, which are false. Well, then he vetoes this bill saying that there's no signature verification requirement and everything that we're concerned about that I have been talking about, he validates and vetoes it. Now, the problem is what the Democrats did was they packaged the proper thing of counting these ballots quickly, early. They packaged that with reducing or eliminating the, the ability to verify them at all. So There was truly no process to make sure that these were signed valid voters, which means as you know, Christine, we can have mules just simply padding the ballot boxes. So thankfully the law requires the signature validation mm-hmm. the, the election judges that i've talked to are all saying that it's going to be validated uh, by signatures um they're not going to unfortunately check the signatures with the signature id cards that are on file but if we have to challenge the election our teams can do that so that's a good thing so there'll be signatures and in in fact um you know the the election night will have a count. People are confused on this. I want this to be very clear. Every single early vote is going to be released after eight o'clock tomorrow night, and then every vote that comes in through eight o'clock in the in-person, early uh, uh, primary election, will then be also published tomorrow night. Um, you know, barring some uh, some court order that makes them wait, which I I'm not hearing that they're going to have, but you know we there tends to not be that concern in the primaries. People don't have lines you know, out the out the blocks and down down the street. So I, I don't think they're gonna be holding polls open, but we'll see. Um, but in any case, um, there will be um, millions of ballots potentially cast tomorrow night, at least hundreds of thousands of them that will be counted uh, nearly immediately. And that's the law and it's going to be posted. So it is very possible and likely that if we have a strong victory, and I want everybody to know this, if they come out and vote, It's very likely we could have a strong, overwhelming victory that is so far surpassing, that is much uh, stronger than what the uh, outstanding 40,000 or so mail-in ballots that might be there. Uh, So then we'll be able to declare victory.
0: Well, Dan, good luck to you on the campaign trail in the next 24 hours.